Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. If you're ready to rock, and I'm ready to rock, and you're ready to ready rock. Ready to rock, rock. The dungeon. Your dungeon's going to be famous, and you're going to be famous. <laughs> and we're all going to be famous. <laughs> all right, let's freaking flay this fish. Besser's wide open. Gets the puck. Tours! That's the only reason I do these podcasts is so I can hear all those amazing things about myself. So thanks for having me, and uh, now I'm signing off. I am uh, honored, thrilled. This is uh, one of the greatest achievements of my life. I literally, I, I, I showered and I combed my hair for you. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another brand new episode of the PP1 podcast. It's brand new because you haven't heard it before. We are joined every week by the same two guys somewhat beside me on the screen right beside me, but in actuality across the province. First and foremost, Brady, you're out in the dungeon in Vancouver. Welcome. What they call it, the dungeon. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that can't see it, it's a sign behind me. Uh, it's actually from my stepdad. Uh, so it means a lot to me, actually. It's a nice uh, thing I had back at living living at the house uh, as a kid that I brought out. So, yeah, there it is. Excellent. What's up, guys? Make something a little home away from home kind of deal. Home away from home. That's you could, you could say that. You could say that. I stole my parents' cookie jar um, when I moved out for the first time. And then I was asked to give it back. So I tried doing the exact same idea and it, it did actually my sister requested it because I wasn't even allowed to take it. So the cookie jar just made its rounds then. It it yeah. I got about three good months in Vancouver Everybody's with Everybody's had their hands in the cookie jar. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah, so to speak. Literally and figuratively. Ted, welcome to my dungeon. Um feels like a cabin in here. Um feel like we're gonna be I mean, even though you're in my my as much of a cohort. I don't even know what that even looks like anymore. Yeah, you're part of my my safe six. But you know what? Like, I think that's going to probably change. Dr. Bonnie's probably going to drop the hammer by the time this one gets released, most likely. So, mm. um, But how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. It's snowing outside right now. It is. Um, not just a little I bit. Is it, is it snowing out there, too? No. Oh. What's uh, lots of COVID's going off down there? Hey, Brady, you just sticking around in the, in the, in the, Dude, in the loft I felt, there? I feel like I haven't left my house in like a month. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. I remember that feeling. Yeah, it's been locked away. You got to keep it high and tight. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. This is depressing. Let's talk about some fun stuff. Um, let's like talk about the new Canucks. Canucks jerseys. Canucks jerseys. Uh, we're going to talk about Pavel Bure. And I mean, we could just make the whole episode about Pavel Bure, but because um, you guys would probably just walk away at some point, we'll talk about other things. Um, Thatcher Demko and basically how this maybe could be his big season. Um, yeah, those color rush jerseys, which I'm pretty sure are gonna suck for the Canucks. The reverse, the reverse, reverse Dude. retro. Yeah. Every other team's gonna hit it so hard, and the Canucks are let's gonna just, fall flat. Let's just talk about it. We gotta get, we gotta talk about it. Let's let's get it off our chest. Then we got, then we got Brady. Let's and talk his, about the reverse retro jersey. Hold up, your your JT Miller article on Canuck Way, which I, I haven't clicked on yet because I was so mad that you even typed it. Your, your third line, JT Miller. And then uh, we're going to give you the big update on our owner's box. The PP1 Invitational Fantasy Football two-week extravaganza. And if anybody was following on Twitter, you didn't do so well. No, I it happened. I, I got my ass kicked. That happens. But you're right. Let's talk about those awful-looking jerseys. And let's – I mean, we're going to talk about it. Let's talk about the Canucks. Um, Brady – what what are your thoughts? What do you think is going to happen? I think we all know what's going to happen, and they're going to fall flat on their face on this one. But is there any hope that the Canucks actually somehow get this one right? And like I'm hoping for the skate logo. I, I've hoped for a Stanley Cup. I've hoped for playoff wins. I've hoped for many things on this team, and they've disappointed me pretty much every step of the way. Um, but I'm I'm curious to think Brady. Do you have hope for this other alternate? You know, the Canucks, they've had a lot of jerseys in their in their day. Yeah. I mean, we've been around 50 years, and they might have the most jerseys in, of all, of any team. They've got a few nice ones, a few mediocre ones, and some pretty ugly jerseys. Yeah, they might um, lead the league in shitty jerseys. I don't know. Montreal had the Where's Waldo. That was pretty bad. <laughs> You remember that one? So, mm, there are some bad jerseys out there, but the Canucks, <laughs> Canucks definitely got some ugly ones. Mm-hmm. The way this is looking so far, I mean, I'm not excited to see the rest of the jersey. Right now. <laughs> You've seen enough. <laughs> I've, yeah. Just show think, me that part. I think I look at all those jerseys and I think, oh, we have the ugliest one of all those Pacific division jerseys that i'm looking at right now and it took like five seconds (laughs) to figure that out that's great like why do the canucks always have ugly jerseys like i don't know what do you you guys think what do you think longhorns it's really weird right i mean there there's i i feel like probably like most canuck fans feel and i feel like there's so many opportunities to do so many cool things right i mean it seems like they got it right with the uh the utica comets third jersey that very easily could have been a vancouver canucks jersey Oh, with the U on it? Uh, no. The, like the, the green one? The green one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, I, I mean, it's a it's a predominantly green jersey. could have very easily been reverse retro. Um, but it seems like, Brady, you're right. Every time they have a chance to do something really cool, it's a big flop. And I don't know if it's that they're, you know, too often I think they're trying to play it safe and something doesn't come out, something comes out that's not that interesting. And then, and then they try to go too crazy. And then you're talking about the, the gradient jersey, right? where um, it bleeds from the red into the blue. 
which is what I think this is going to be. I mean, it's the says, hot wash jersey. Yeah, it says right on there. How, it's do not wash the color. Two thousand one. How could you think going back to that is a good idea? Yeah, I don't know. Oh I, no, no, no! Change the colors. It we'll, says right we'll on the back of the colors. jersey. It'll be fantastic. People will love it. <laughs> Yeah, it says right on the back of the jersey that it's 01, right? I mean, what else could you be doing from 01? You could just go back to the first variation of the Orca jersey, but it's probably going to be it's probably going to be that gradient jersey, right? Like it it was that bad the first time around. And they didn't win. They won almost they, never they in that sucked. jersey. They sucked so bad <laughs> in that jersey. So, I will I say this. I remember that year though. Like, that I will was... say this. Whatever they decide to do, it's all going to pe- depend on how good the team is. If that gradient jersey, if the team had played really well wearing that gradient jersey, it probably would still be a popular jersey. At the time, it was a nice jersey, to be fair. It like was. When it came out, it was really cool, but they never won in it, and they finally decided, just like so many other jerseys, like the Vancouver Millionaires, we all got so excited, but they never won in that jersey. So, you know, you know how it works with the Canucks. If you're not winning in something, regardless of how popular it is, see ya. When, when are we going to just see a solid Kelly Green jersey? with Johnny Canuck on it. Uh they sold that once at the team store. Yeah, it's just it worked out, but no, they never it's, wore they're it. They're cool cool practice jerseys stuff like that, but you B, you're right, man. I think they just keep dropping the ball. So I don't know who is in charge of picking the jerseys every single time something really rad that has an opportunity to come out, but I, it's a big flop. I just remembered something. Um do you, either of you guys have that that uh third? Which which third? I, I the, don't the original know. third one? The, the red no, one. The, oh no! I the salmon. The salmon red. I see. I the didn't orca. even mind that one. They didn't win. No, no, in the no, salmon no. One like either. the 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 one that the West Coast. The two thousand one orca. Yeah. Like with the red kind of fade. Yeah. Did you have that uh, one? The, the no, gradient. no, no. Okay. But, like being eight years old, I wanted that jersey. Sure, because it was. It, it looked cool. I was eight years old. <laughs> so you remember when that jersey's out? Because I think you would have worked at Jersey City. Oh, hundred percent. I remember. Yeah. Do you do you remember the backside of that jersey and what everyone hated about it? For the Canucks one, anyway. I can't speak for the rest of the league. Remember how short the back of the jersey was? It wasn't as long as the other jerseys, and everyone hated that. Because you'd wear it, you know, as a fashion apparel. And the little, like, the back part of the jersey was easily a few inches shorter than all the other jerseys. And everyone hated it. So if That's weird. I mean, talking about authentic... That would be something that I... Th- or no, it was the front. I apologize. I apologize, everyone. It was the front of the jersey that was short. Yeah, and it had, the, it had the, v, the V arms, too. Ugh, just with the solid ugh. red shoulders. Like, but and but not only that, I mean, if we're talking... We're going back to red jerseys, too. They had the, the red jerseys in the skate era, too, that actually didn't do that well, either. I own that jersey. I got to see them play in that jersey once. It was. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, it looked really good on the ice. I just feel like, you know, the fans have been screaming for the for the skate for so long and then you know they finally kind of tease it to us in the, the 50th year mm-hmm. and then they go and they do this <laughs> oh they know they know damn well connects. what we want they know it's damn classic. well what we want yeah but they're just not going to give it to us man i don't i don't get this one they just tease us along it's like the biggest tease this this organization is the biggest tease <laughs> Watch it just turn around and be just like the most epic jersey ever somehow. Hey, but like, look at the numbers. It's the same number. Like, we're looking on your laptop Brutal there. numbers. Yeah. They're gross. It's the Those same setup gross. as what they had. And so, if they're going from, from the old one that's on the back of the jersey, it's going to be something from that era, 2001. And there's just not a lot that's good in that era, right? So It's like, maybe they won't sign Tyler Myers. Maybe they won't get Lurit. No, they did exactly what they said they were going to do. And like, you see this picture right now. Let's just... We know what's going to happen. 
let's just see it. Maybe they'll make the logo itself. Maybe they'll add enough white in there where it'll actually kind of pop. Maybe it'll be like a blue and white logo only. That would be kind of okay. I would be all right with that. But at the same time, I don't know. I mean, congratulations, Vancouver. You had an opportunity to get a win here, and you blew it. You blew it. Okay, well, I think we all agree on that then. I mean, if if that is indeed what they're coming out with, which we all suspect it is. Okay, so, Brady, any final words on reverse retro? So wouldn't that be current? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) check. Yeah, you're right. We're just going to wear the normal ones. We're just going to wear normal jerseys. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to have to change the logo. <laughs> yeah. Can we just keep it the same and then call it retro? Yeah, that's that sounds about right. You fucked up. So let's get in quickly um, because it happened so quickly. It was, it was started and it was over so quickly. You and I, unfortunately, had to play each other in our, our owner's box fantasy league, uh, which we're going to keep adding people into this. So friend us, friend myself, friend Ted. Um, friend... Drew Brees. Friend Drew Brees. I think you get five bucks if you friend Drew Brees on there. And um, yeah, let's play some fantasy, have some fun. I'm playing uh, at 20 cap finally this week because we started one late. Um, and the guy in our draft ended up not being who we thought it was after finding out the day later that uh, the Kyle that we both thought was in our, our four-man league. Um, Happened to be a different Kyle. It was a completely different Kyle with, <laughs> with similar uh, attributes, same middle-ish initial or anyway it was really funny and long story uh anyway so i crushed you and i was in another one and i crushed in that as well so i'm on to the finals for two two different leagues this week i'm in the money so i'm i'm gonna clean up like we gave this money out for people to win and i said like you're gonna have to come to play everybody was trash talking me and uh I, I, I'm not going to lie. I yeah, have no, to you, you don't have the best history with fantasy. No. So I think I'm going to re- have to rethink my strategy here. I usually draft for the long haul of the season, but that's kind of what makes the owner's box app a little different is you're actually just drafting for the win the next week, right? Yeah. So it's paying attention to who's out, who's starting, um, but also a lot of fun because owner's box, when it lines it up for you, select the players, kind of shows you who's projected to do really well each week so you're not uh, completely aloof while you're making your picks. So as we stated uh, a couple weeks ago, owner's box is our presenting sponsor until the end of uh, the calendar year so far. Um, just like a quick, like I don't know, hype ad. What are your thoughts on this? Because you haven't really played... Um, like a, a daily fantasy, like the the duels and the kings. No, I'm not a I'm not a, a, a sports better, so to speak. Right, right. Uh, aside from just playing, you know, in m- multiple fantasy leagues every year. But I think this might be my intro into it. I think it was, it, it had that sort of fantasy appeal where you're trying to set rosters and do lineups and stuff like that. But then it also had that instant gratification of I like, do my draft and it's over in one week and there's money in my hand or there's not. So it's yeah. a lot of fun. I'm going to keep doing it. So. I mean, for me, I was really excited. Brady, I know you're not, I mean, as far as football goes, but um, like, have you, you've been in fantasy leagues, obviously, right? For hockey? Right? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I was just like, I will ask one more time. Uh, But yeah, so you've been in fantasy leagues. So once this hockey season starts up, whenever that happens to be, um, like, how have you done in, in fantasy hockey leagues, Brady? Uh, I'm like a middle of the pack kind of guy. So you'll um, beat me. Instantly. I always go in feeling really confident and then, you know, nothing really ends up going my way. I usually end up picking like all Canucks players and, you know, mm. and they uh, get eliminated and, you know, then I'm out. So, so the nice thing is with this, like you can max out, I think four weeks. So your, your quickest is one week. 
So you just ride the hot streak. If you think, you know, as far as a goaltender, if you think Thatcher Demko is going to run the table for a week or you think PD is about to just go ham on the all-Canadian division, you know, go for it. If you're going for a couple weeks and you think, you know what, I'm going to take a couple Canucks, you know for that two weeks. And there's, again, waiver wire drops and stuff, which I think is really cool. So if you're playing like, uh, you know, your head-to-head on on the fantasy leagues that aren't, um, you know, pick out of a box and then just whoever has the most points at the end of the year wins. Um, it's it's somewhat interactive. Uh, actually, it's a lot interactive. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I just kind of want to get everybody's feel on it. And uh, thanks, Owner's Box, for, for being our sponsor. Um, we've got some new gear that we're going to be, uh, you know, putting in there because of those guys. So um, we're going to try to sound as crisp and as amazing as possible. Um, but, yeah, I just want to kind of get that in there, and we can get uh, back to some more Canucks talk. Um, I I labeled this episode Any Reason to Talk Beret. And, I mean, like you need another reason. But last week was uh, the was it the 29th anniversary of Beret's, yep. Pavel Beret's first ever game, which apparently a million people were at. Brady was clearly there. <laughs> uh, yeah, and actually today is the 29th anniversary of his first NHL goal. Yes, it is. So, um, first of all, his first game, we've all seen the highlight of it. Um, again, those million people have also seen it as well. Um, right from the time he stepped on the ice, the very first time, everybody knew he was going to be a superstar. And he didn't score in his first shift, but he basically did. He might as well have. The place was alive. And then he did score a week later. I think it was against Quebec, right? Was his first goal? Quebec or Winnipeg? I can't remember. Well, I, I know they started against Winnipeg. but It might have been Quebec. Yeah. yeah. And then he just kept putting goals in for the rest of the year and you know then he did a lot of other pretty cool things but like what did we learn from that game and i guess from that season what did we learn maybe ted i'll grab your two cents first what did we learn about pavel burry after one game and eventually one season uh i don't even know if it if it took one game it, it for me i think we knew what we were getting in burry on after one shift i mean I, everybody's seen that gif of him blowing out of the defensive zone it's always posted in fast forward, burning through two guys, getting that shot on that, not scoring on his first shift, but it was like instantly. I remember watching that game, you're like, who is this guy? Yeah. And then instantly, the first thing I did was look at where we drafted him, which is hilarious. Well, because they didn't, they didn't want to, or uh, Pat Quinn didn't want to draft, but it was Brian Burke that basically said, no, we can do this. Yeah. Or I mean, was it the other way around? I think it was. It was. It was Brian Burke because he looked into the legal side of things. Yeah, but basically, uh, he was an absolute freak show. I mean, remember the 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 hype and um, for anybody who's a little bit younger, but it, remember the hype and remember the um, the overwhelming rush of watching Ovechkin step on the boards and just feel like he could just manhandle people and he wasn't even fully grown into his body yet. And Burray was the exact same way. I mean, if not more, right? Because the whole league knew that he was something special, but it wasn't like Ovi where he was selected first overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they really got him on a song on a technicality out of Russia, um, playing as a member of that line with Alexander Mogilny and Sergei Fedorov. No big deal. So, um, and he was easily the most dynamic of the three of those players too, right? So, Watching him just blow through guys, you just knew from the moment that it happened that this isn't this isn't Trevor Linden that's the most exciting player on this roster um, anymore, and and that 
this guy literally is going to be enough to possibly put this team over the top. But it almost happened. Yeah. Brady, how, how old are you in 91? Yeah, it wasn't even conceived yet. Oh, okay. So glimmer in his what, what was yeah? What was your first, I guess, uh, introduction to Bure? Man, I my, the first time I laid my eyes on Bure was at General Motors Place. Yeah, and it was against the Philadelphia Flyers, and I was uh, I want to say I was four years old. It was nineteen ninety eight. I want to say maybe five. Maybe yeah. I was five, and. Uh, Remember, Burray had a breakaway, but uh, Canucks lost eight nothing oh, to the what? Philadelphia. I was Flyers. just gonna—I know that that was on New Year's Eve. Could have been. We've got my dog Rocket in Could've the been. screen. Hey, yeah, buddy. but uh, anyway, that's the first time I saw Burray. But man, I've—I've I've loved Burray for as long as I can remember. He's definitely why I'm a Canucks fan. Um, he was electrifying. Everything about him was great. He's just super fast, and as you know, as a young kid, you love that. You just love scoring goals. So. I mean, he Rocket is—he's a big Beret fan too. You can hear him howling he's, over here. He's—he's he's not Russian though. He—he's uh, not Russian. <laughs> He—I mean, that's a guy that literally, just like Ovi, could could and would and will score in any era, right? Like he—he he had an underrated shot. He was an accurate player. He was—he was, he was uh, an amazing skater, obviously. But there was just this explosiveness and powder. And then he was. He was a bit of a shithead too. Like he, he would go into a pile with a nasty elbow and take somebody's head off. That yeah. elbow, man. And Holy. he would do it. Yeah, he would. He was so compact. Yeah, that he would just blow guys up. And that's obviously where he's different than Ovi. But Charlotte. but he was such a good player that they would literally allow him to skate on a line with Gino Ojic. So obviously Burray got a little bigger when Ojic was out there with him. But he was so good that he could carry a player like Ojic and not not have to worry about it. Right. So. Um, yeah, just a devastating, devastating shooter that could beat you just about any kind of way, whether it was playing on the power play with a big shot or a filthy move inside, outside, back to skate, back to blade, um, or just burning a D-man wide and going top shelf. Like, just so, so, so good. The dude was slick. And like, yeah, I think I'm that's playing. the best way to put it, man. He was, he was slick. Yeah. And he just, he kept doing it. Like, he never, aside from when he had surgery, he never really stopped. Like he still put up fifties in Florida after the surgery. Basically, you know, he wasn't exactly him, his same self, but mm -hmm. he still he was getting it done. And I mean, you just really wonder, like, what if the Canucks wouldn't have screwed that up? At the same time, yeah, we don't get Bertuzzi, we don't get Luongo. You know, That's okay. we all we all know the the thread, right? But mm -hmm. you know what um, what could have been potentially? I think it was Sportsnet. I could be wrong. I think Sportsnet posted a top ten goals of Beret. Uh, around the 29 year mark there and it was yeah. it was it's always fun to watch i mean like it never gets old watching the the beret highlight reel that's for sure did you guys uh because we get 10 40 here um in Kelowna in the afternoons i was listening to the debate last week after they had berets you know the anniversary and they had craig button on and they were debating who had who was the better skater hughes or beret because Oh. You know, we all kind of have, I think, a little bit of a recency <laughs> bias with Quinn Hughes and his amazing edge work. And, you know, the guy just makes he makes skating that well look so easy. And yet I know what I look like when I'm skating. And it's like, you know, it's like a newborn, newborn giraffe out there. And there's no way I could even I can't even do that in a video <laughs> game, especially because you're the only guy I know that shows up to to shinny wearing a yarko rutu jersey too which is finland too to finland i'm a big fan nice the, big the fan. baby blue Absolutely. saw me 
Yarko Ruti jersey. It's a sick jersey. I'm not gonna lie. But so they were debating, and they had Craig Button on, and he's like, "It's not even close." And he goes, "It's Burray." And they were Sakaris and Price were just blown away, and because Button was he was the GM of uh, Calgary, I think at the time, and um, he he just said he was everything he did as we know, was at high speed. But the way like he would cut you I'm sure you guys remember that New Jersey goal from that highlight reel where he basically like cuts in and out back and forth and then eventually, you know, dekes out Terreri for just a fun like it was a single handed effort and yet his edge work was just unreal as a forward and <laughs> no one could touch him. And then you look at Quinn Hughes, as great as he is, Quinn, you know, he doesn't exactly have rocket boosters, I'm um, speaking of. And <laughs> You're the star of the show today, buddy. And um, Quinn, Quinn's got the edge work, but he doesn't have that electrifying speed in the the crazy hands. And Burry had it all at the same time. Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know if I guess knowing what you know, Brady. What do you think? Um, I mean, for me, honestly, I think I think Button's right. I think Burry blows him out of the water just in speed alone. But for me. I'd honestly be interested to see, just for argument's sake, Beret in a, a one-on-one with a guy like Connor McDavid. That's something I'd be really intrigued to kind of talk about. Um, but just the differences in Hughes and, and Beret are just, they're two different players, two different positions. And Hughes just doesn't have, Hughes is fast, but he just doesn't have that same explosiveness as Bur- that Beret had. I mean, he's a lot more kind of shifty, I would think, and, and quick on his feet. He's able to kind of escape, uh, you know the opposition, but but I think Burrage was, was a lot more explosive, and you just yeah. you couldn't catch the guy once he was gone. Yeah, what do you remember? Like, because I mean, yeah. you and I both saw a lot of him. We yeah. saw the early parts before. I mean, '98 and around that time, Brady, like when you started watching him, he was still getting it done. But he'd kind of already put on, you know, his best of at that point, and he was he just continued it. But you know, from that early that first couple seasons, like, what would you say? facing him and Hughes. Well, Brady's right. They're they're completely completely different skaters, right? So we already know like what what is who what was the question who's the better skater? Yeah. I mean, what's what's better is faster better is yes. is edge work better? Is acceleration better? Is it I mean, I guess you have to figure out what the what the criteria is, right? Because uh if it's coming down to straight speed, it's not even it's not even close. Quinn doesn't even hold a candle to Bray. Um, he wasn't even the fastest skater in this year's All Star Game against peers who would never be held in the same breath, other than say maybe McDavid. Yeah. With Beret, so uh, it that's that's not a question. But that being said, um, uh, Quinn might be a nicer skater, a more beautiful skater than Beret. Okay. Um, that level of of edge work and and gliding. I think if you're gonna compare Beret to somebody, I think you got the right idea, Brady. It's Connor McDavid. And if you're gonna compare Quinn Hughes to somebody, it's probably like a like a Scott Niedermeyer, right? Um, or a Paul Coffey, and you it, uh, guys that can blaze, right? But guys that don't necessarily, you know, where where Beret would find his speed on a straight stretch, you'd see Coffey or like a Niedermeyer finding all of their speed in the turn and coming out of the turn with with speed and grace right so they find it at different spots they're they're two completely different skaters one is probably technically a nicer skater than the other and that's probably probably quinn hughes but when you're talking about specific pure power speed uh, acceleration 
then it's Bure. So whatever criteria you hold in higher regard, if it's if it's power and speed, then then Bure is the better skater. If it's elegance and and edge work and and beauty, then it's then it's Hughes. So you have to pick and decide which one of those is more important to you before you decide who the better skater is. You guys are well spoken. I really like this. I'm so happy it's that probably Yuriko Rutu that's the better skater. Wow. I mean, he still is uh, the NHL champion for the the leg lock. Remember the ankle lock on Dion Phaneuf? He's got the nicest smile, I think. Gosh. He's got the most punchable face. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's a, there's a lot of guys that probably fall into that category. Um, I'm probably one of them at some point. Um, Brady, you wrote an article that uh, I, after, I you know what? I'm going to let you just voice it out. You wrote an article on why you think that it, you know what? I'm going to give it to you. You tell us. What is this article For, about? Yeah, peep, peep the headline first. What's the headline, Brady? Oh, you're oh on, yeah, you're on mute. You're on don't mute. forget. So what's the... Because wh- you guys all write these articles and you get a, you get thousands of reads. And it's clickbait. So what was your clickbait this time? Okay, going with the clickbait here. All right. Uh, <laughs> I uh, wrote about the Canucks and how they should maybe consider playing JT Miller at the third line center position. How much hate mail did you get after that? <laughs> Oh, uh, none. Honestly, I, I I don't check the uh, the hate mail really or the That's comments much. But um, no, I I just think it's just something they could consider. I mean, if you if you look at it, you kind of split up the the talent, um, and you you have those players kind of carry the load, um, and kind of lift the skill level and production of the players around them. The the youth being injected into the lineup, you can kind of spread out the the production. Then you know you might have a shot of. Uh, you know, kind of evening out the lineup a bit when you've lost a couple of players, but just I thought it was something to consider, considering that uh, Gaudet is could maybe not be the answer next season, and uh, you know Sutter and Beagle are obviously not really in their their primes and not really in the position to be playing a third line center role. So if you have Miller there, you kind of have a really dynamic, like you know you have Miller and Horvat is a is a big big uh, punch there. In a two-way defensive game and even Pedersen too like he's pretty he's a good two-way player he might not have that same face-off strength but the top line with Besser I mean I think it could possibly work so I'm Something interested to consider so then Miller's on the third line okay I'm gonna I'm gonna go Eon. if he's not on that first line who do you have then on that first line yeah walk us through the scenario of how these lines <laughs> fit together because I want to hear you out on this well you can have uh you can have Vertanen and uh, Besser on the top line. I know you got two righties there, okay. but I think it works. Um, potentially a Hoglander or Pod Colson as well. And the second line, you got Tanner Pearson and Bo. And you can pretty much tinker with it with anyone like McEwen, uh, Howerlick, Erickson even. Um, and then Miller kind of helps uh, you know some younger players. Or you got Dett in that top six as well or uh, even Gaudet on the, the third line it just depends on uh, you know who shows up at camp so you think that there's a chance that like Zach McEwen can expedite his basically development on the pro team and get up to like a second line I mean I'm not sure if I would consider him you know on the second line over Miller per se but right just to spread out the players I think it would kind of work I kind of look at it as 
Hey, it's Ryan from the PP1 Podcast on Cryer Media. If you're looking for a spot to advertise your company, your brand, your cheese wheel, some beer, maybe some donuts, this is the spot. Reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound? You know what they do with Malkin and, and Crosby, and at one point when they had Kessel on that third line, each kind of star player carried each line, right? Yeah. So you're not so. saying that you're not saying that that uh, a Vertanen or a Gaudet is actually a better second line player. You're just saying. I'm just saying, spread out the talent. Spread out bit. the talent that a, that a JT Miller could would could and would obviously do a better job playing in a third line role than another one of those. I think guys. Pedersen can produce points on his own, and I think Horvat's proven he can pro- he can produce points on his own, and I think Miller like give him a chance to to try to do the same thing and try to you know get another one of those young players under his wing and try to get some chemistry and see what happens. Right. I mean, then you're gonna have a great faceoff win percentage as well with uh, Beagle on the, on the fourth line. Not that that's a huge, a huge deal, but I mean, you're going to bring that percentage up. So if we're talking about weird off the wall stuff, right? Cause it's just, it's not that it's, well, it's a, it's a, it's a very off, off opinion. It's a, it's a, it's a different opinion. It's a different way of approaching it. Right. So if we're talking about different ways of approaching it, couldn't we just as easily slot Bo Horvat into that third line role? Could we, could we, yeah. could we yeah, estimate you could that do, you can, you can interchange them for sure. Yeah, we could say that a JT Miller is actually good enough to play a second line center role on this team, and it could actually be Bo that sits in a third spot. Yeah, and I think as long as Miller is getting whoever's playing on that third line, as long as they're getting you know that still getting that first unit power play time, and potentially next year getting like top PK minutes or at least you know splitting PK minutes, then you know they're going to be getting enough minutes to to produce hopefully. So what about the, the team dynamic portion of it, right? So imagine for a second that this isn't NHL 21 and that we can't just put a JT Miller or a Bo Horvat on the Do you think these guys would be okay with playing third-line minutes, uh, a JT Miller or a Bo Horvat? Well, I think you take minutes off the fourth line more so. And like I said, you, you, you hope they get minutes by playing PK and by being, you know, 200-foot players, essentially. I think spreading – I mean, I – I will I will indulge you because I I I can't see that happening but based on what what you're saying looking at that team I mean I could see if they were to go and I I want to say a playoff run but I would say to potentially keep points and maybe you're right to kind of you know distribute the the wealth a little bit further cuz clearly they've lost a lot of it um to kind of keep goals on or potential production on three lines instead of not loading up but kind of putting the actual talent on two lines it's not it's not a terrible idea i would i would like to see what that makeup looks like and if that is doable because i mean yeah it would be nice to see if if bow was down i i don't think i'd want to see him as low as the third line i think his face-offs are pretty crucial um at the same time you know if you're going to spread the wealth and you can roll you know assault three lines you know, somewhat equal minutes. Obviously, your first line is going to get the top billing and probably a few more matchups. But I think it does make it a little bit tougher to to kind of match up three lines at the same time. You know, full well, like even if Miller was on a third line per se, you know they they still know they're going to have to. You could probably match two of those three lines pretty easily within reason and and kind of keep them at bay, which. Uh, 
it could be a problem, I suppose. But uh, yeah, I, I would say you're going to have to see what comes out of camp. Because yeah, you could see Howerluck or you could, I mean, for all we know, maybe Zach McEwen is ready. Maybe there's something we don't know about him. Uh, we still don't know about Michael Furland. And I think, we, I mean, we all think we do, but we have no idea. Um, <coughs> and maybe, you know, maybe Hoglander is essentially ready to go around Christmas time and who, like, who knows? There's there's a lot of unknown on this team. We don't even have a coach signed past this season, so kind of tough to say. But I, I, that if that's your hear me out, Brady, I will hear you out. And I, I think it, it's intriguing. I, I don't love it, but I'm, I'd be willing to test it and see. Yeah, like, I think it's crazy talk. But that's not what you're saying. You're not saying, Brady, that this is the solution. You're just saying this could be a possible outcome. Yeah. Based on based on pe- the way you could possibly move pieces around, do we want to see JT Miller or Bo Horvat playing on the third line? Like p- probably not, right? We probably no. want to see these guys getting max minutes, playing with the best players possible, having huge seasons, right? So it's it's nuts, but that's why you put a thought like this together because it's it's so crazy that it might just be a solution down the road. And who knows? Green has done some weird things on this team. And there could be a scenario over a stretch of a couple of weeks where a bunch of guys are in a funk and all of a sudden you see a top player playing on a third line to help get things going again, right? So who knows? Mm-hmm. It's a, Yeah, I mean, all of a sudden you need a little bit of depth and, you know, maybe it means wins. Maybe it, you know, you're right. Maybe you go on, if it is a Canadian division, you know, maybe you're playing out east and you just need guys to step up and away from home or, you know, you're doing that kind of road trip out there. Maybe, maybe that's something you do on the road, and I mean, not like anybody's going to be at Rogers Arena, but um, we've we've seen crazier. Let's put it that way. We we've seen some guys on the top line that have no business being there. I think maybe it probably makes more sense, like if we had a bit more of a fuller lineup too. Like, oh yeah. Say Hoglander and Pod Colson were both on the team, you know, filling up spots in the wing. Maybe it's something you could consider. But uh, I mean, there's talk of Jake being or on a potential the first injury, line. like it Godet and Beagle go. But, you yeah. know, just uh, just something I had to throw up on the internet there for my lovely followers. <laughs> did you did you get a lot of reads on that? Um, honestly, I haven't I haven't really looked at my views. He lately. stays away from the numbers. We've been, we've been crushing the views um, for the last couple of months, which has been pretty nice. So speaking of uh, speaking of puck holes and possibly being a solution on it on one of the top two lines, which we ultimately think he's going to be once he finally does make his way to the NHL. Um, had a big Hopefully. had a big big tournament in the the Karelia Cup cup this weekend. Karyala. So, Karyala. So um Karjala, Yeah, team 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 J. captain. I don't think it's a hard J. No. I think it's a soft J. Soft J. <laughs> <laughs> had had a had a, a big skyhook. had a big weekend captaining Team Russia. Did you guys follow along with that at all? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I, He's scoring goals, making plays. I seen some clips. Big hits. I seen some clips holding trophies. Yeah, I saw some of that. You know what? I, mean, I wasn't up. I wasn't up in the early early mornings watching games or nothing. But I can't pull a favor. I can't. Yeah, I was more like watching a recap stuff kind of guy, yeah. right? But I mean, Larionov loves him. He was de- being deployed basically in every situation. Um, you know, uh, every defensive matchup. He was out there um, for every power play. First unit um, came away with a. You know what was it? A goal and a goal and four assists or something. Yeah, a goal and four assists leads his team in scoring. Um, but really, it felt like every time he was out there, opposing teams' top scorers couldn't do jack shit while he was there. So 
um, just so aggressive the way that he jumps and passing lanes and um, just separates man from puck too. So uh, it's because we haven't got to see that a whole lot in clips coming out of Russia and the KHL. So it was really cool to see him play with peers almost and be really leaned upon over and over and over again to see that, yeah, this guy's got some chops for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to see him in the World Juniors. I think this is one of those tournaments that, I mean, last year we were all excited to see Hoglander do his thing and he stepped it up. Um, did he not do the lacrosse goal in that game, in that tournament? I, I I don't know if it was in that tournament or not. I can't remember. I, mean, I obviously think remember the goal. Well, I think it was World Juniors. Was it? Yeah, that's what I meant, World Juniors. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is the year for Pod Coles, and I think there's going to be a lot of people paying attention to him, as well as a lot of guys that are going to be coming up in the draft for next season. But as Canucks fans, we're looking at a guy that, you know, depending on how everything goes with his season out in Ska, um, not the, the music yeah. genre. Yeah, okay. Uh, we're not talking about No Doubt. We're talking about Puck Colson. Um, depending on how their season shakes down, how if they cancel the world championships um, and what the Canucks season looks like at that point, there is apparently a remote chance, and I guess they have to sign a letter of transfer, however that works. So there's a lot of hoops that would have to be jumped through, but it is possible we could see both Hoglander and Pod Colson in the same season. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it. I think any excuse to see one more guy that is going to be hopefully a mainstay on this team, uh, especially at a young age, it's so cool to see, like, we have Quinn Hughes. All the guys that have been drafted in the last, what, five years? Any of our, our main guys, I mean, including Adam Gaudet, who, you know, was late 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 but look how many guys are on this team that are already making a difference the obvious ones you know you've got brock besser bo horvat is a little bit longer in the tooth as far as young goes but you've he's, got, he's an nhl veteran now yeah yeah who knew? he still looks like a pop but you know you've got got besser you've got pd hughes you got that um bo horvat and then you look at hoglander and you look at at pod colson you know we might be talking about jack rathbone we might be talking about you know, apparently, we'll be talking about Jalen Chatfield a lot, according to Jim Benning, um, amongst some other guys. I It's neat to see that we've struggled to the point where they've had to stock the shelves or stock the cupboard, sorry. Mm-hmm. And we're finally at a point where we get to see those guys um, not necessarily make a difference, but in the lineup that we can actually say, hey, you know what? There are brighter days ahead regardless of how awful their reverse retro jersey is going to be or how many guys sign in Calgary. So, Brady, like, as far as Pod Colson goes, like, is there anything aside from the obvious that you're kind of looking forward to or, like, what do you think is going to happen for him in the next little bit? No, I'm just – I'm really looking forward to him coming over to Vancouver. I can't wait for it. Um, I know he got – I believe he got sent down a little while back uh but I, I believe he actually recently got called up yep. and um, caught up and put he's on actually first playing line. first line minutes today or maybe this morning or it was yesterday and he, he had two points so good for him um he's obviously running hot after that good performance in that tournament you know so hopefully he can keep the momentum going and you know bring that into the nhl when he makes that transition it's kind of neat I, <laughs> it's just exciting we there's guys to talk about now and we're not just thinking like, oh, who's going to take over for the Sedins or who's going to take over for um, Kessler or Burroughs or Sallow or, you know, Tanev or eventually it'll be Edler, right? Like there's actually guys that are coming up and we can now say like this is going to be our team for the next, you know, five to ten years, hopefully. So um, and one guy that I forgot 
who's who's my favorite. I'm glad he stayed. Uh, Thatcher Demko. I kind of thought. I, I know we haven't. I mean, we've talked about him, but we haven't. And now that everything's kind of shaken out and Markstrom's gone, like, have we given Thatcher Demko enough love? And I I mentioned this. I love the guy. Yeah, like him. he's great. Like <laughs> this is this is the season essentially where Corey Schneider would have become. Um, essentially the not the mainstay, but he was the one B with Luongo that season. Uh, when mm-hmm. he had his first full run. This is Demko's uh same year as essentially well, he'll he'll get kind of the same treatment. Um the difference between the two, uh Corey Schneider had better stats in, in his first full season. Um as far as getting the, the big numbers. Better team too though. Way better team. And the only difference in save percentage based on last season for we'll say as far as the comparison goes is 20 save percentage points. So are you saying that the difference between a good and bad team is 20 save percentage points? So if you gave them the same team, who would be the better goalie Like at this transition well, point? It's, it's well, t- I think it's crazy, to, I'm, it's crazy to think this, but I honestly think, I know it was only like 10 years ago, but I think it was a different league too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. you look at like either of those, if you took Schneider or Demko on this team, or Schneider or Demko on the 2011 team. I mean, are you are you getting the same goaltender? Well, I mean, uh, either of you guys. Brady dis- disagrees. Go ahead, Ted. I'm go asking. Ahead. Go for it. Well, I, I just I I think they're different goaltenders, to be honest, right? I mean, there's always a lot of comparison when it comes to to Thatcher and Corey because they're both Boston College alumni. They're both come from an American system. They're both pretty big guys. They both came from the Canucks. They came up in similar ways, similar draft status, uh, but they're different goaltenders, right? Corey, for for all he was known for as being an athletic goaltender when he was younger, really honed his game when he was playing in 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 uh, I guess it was like Chicago at the time, Manitoba, Manitoba um, and became a very technically sound goaltender. And especially under the um, the tutelage of Roy Melanson, and that's his style, right? He he doesn't want to coach the athleticism out of you, but um, he also makes it very technical, and, and Luongo would obviously attest to that too, right? So Demko, for, I mean, we probably can tell, and you guys can disagree with me or not, but when you watch Demko play, he just appears to be extremely athletic, right? Uh, these huge lunging opportunities to make save. He settles down when he has to, but he's also really good in the sprawl when he has to fight through pucks, right? So he's really exciting that way. And and and, and I don't know, that's probably more of a Cat Silverman question, obviously, but uh, some goalies do better when then they can slow the game down and some goalies do better when, when the game is sped up for them too, right? So um, you mentioned 20 save points. 20 save points, whether you think 20 save points is not, 20 save points is a big deal, right? Oh, that's it is. The, that's the difference between an NHL all-star and an and NHL good goalie, right? So I think that some of that will come with him playing more consistently and him having more time and, and not having to be the starter. But this is, this is, this is Vancouver Canuck goaltending man, right? Like the second that, that Markstrom leaves, Th- Thatcher Demko was thrust into the number one position. And then all of a sudden the fan base is like, mm, I don't know, Thatcher, is he ready? I'm just not sure, you know? But then when, when Markstrom's there, it's like, oh, why can't we just see more Thatcher Demko? You know what I mean? Why, what's the big deal? And it's this whole this whole weird psyche with this, with this fan base, with this market about how our starting goaltender is never good enough until he's gone. You know, people pissed when, when Markstrom walked, right? And whatever we have as a starter... 
people are in love with what's going on with the backup. And that might be less so at this point with Holpe because people don't have a clear thought about what Holpe is yet. But he, yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, Demko's feeling it already probably, right? Where the, the fan base doesn't 100% believe that he's the guy, even though the, the baton has essentially been passed to him. So I guess welcome to the Vancouver Canucks market, Thatcher Demko, because it's a weird place and possibly a goalie graveyard or a place where you're going to absolutely thrive with, with Clark as a goaltending coach. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with a uh, little uh, Barney Stinson, How I Met Your Mother. Um, oh, boy. New is always better. I think that's what it is. Um, new is always better. And I think that's what it is with the Vancouver Canucks fan base. I mean, we saw it with Luongo and Schneider, and we saw it with Miller Markstrom, and you know now we're, we're seeing it with uh, Markstrom Demko. And keep going all the way back, man. Keep going all the way back when it was – when it was Garth Snow and Arthur Zerbe, when, when it was Felix Potvin and Kevin Weeks, right? I mean, oh, people future. loved them some Kevin Weeks. Did he even ever win here? No. He lasted, what is it, a month or two? I mean, oh, Kirk McLean and, and Corey Schneider and, and, and Potvin and Essenza, like all the way Corey back, Hirsch. man. Whoever the backup goaltender was, as long as he was somewhat established. Except for Troy Gamble. People were always more enamored with him. And obviously, we're not talking about when it was Luongo and. And uh, I mean, I can't even remember who his name was, like Martin Brochu or something like that. It wasn't Brochu, but who, whoever it was when when Luongo had the poops and he had to come in in the playoffs and, oh, and, uh, and salvage it, four saves or whatever. Uh, yeah. And it's none of those guys. It's, Nornan. It's, it's was when, it Nornan? It wasn't Mika Nornan. No. no. It's, it's whoever is there and, and is a semi-established person who looks like he could somewhat take the reins. That's the guy I want as my new starter. That's what Vancouver fans do. And it's fucking weird. And I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 a messed up. That's for sure. It's you're right. It's always and like why the backup? Why do we always want to see the guy? We, that, we like the underdog story. Like I guess. Eddie Eddie Lack and Ryan Miller, like Eddie yeah. Lack and Roberto Luongo. How I mean, come he's everybody doing loves Eddie Lack. People love their backup goalies, especially in this town. Eddie Lack also had a personality though. Hey, Eddie Lack was great, but I mean, yeah. was he better than Luongo? Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. Come on. I think you're right. It it's just this weird mentality we have that like we always want like the grass always seems to be greener for whatever reason and like brady said new is always better it just i just ne- you're right though it's never made sense because we've had some pretty awesome goaltenders god damn that barney's a smart guy yeah he's he is it's, it worked out for him on that show didn't it um we're, we're pretty close to, to wrapping up i'm just gonna throw in uh, one thing because we haven't talked about him for a bit um uh, players choice is still alive and well they will definitely be our sponsor uh, they still are, but they'll be our, our presenter of dudes and guys when that returns, when we actually have some dudes and guys to talk about. Because um, right now, just a few dudes hanging out, chatting Canucks and fantasy sports. But uh, they, they just released, uh, they've, I think they're on the third one now. They've got their flex night. Sports cards have just blown up in the last six months, way more than they had prior to um you just go online. You can see it absolutely everywhere. But uh, they've got three episodes out right now. You can check on their YouTube, Players' Choice uh, Sports. And their first one, they basically were just showing off. Like It was about a 20-minute uh, video clip. Just showing off like all the all the stuff you'd love to own that you're never going to touch. Like a Bobby or a rookie card that's like a graded 8. It was worth, like I think, 60 grand or something. There's some Gretzky rookies in there that were not quite... I can't remember if they had a 9 in there. Definitely some eight. Some Mighty Ducks Goldberg goalie pads. They, yeah, they, they must have. Had. <laughs> um, they had, uh, what else was in there? Goldberg? Goldberg? 
Um, what else did he have in there? Like a Russell Wilson, like a one of one, like his rookie stuff. Like there's some nutso stuff. They did a Gretzky one as well. Like it was an all about Gretzky. Um, and I think they're showing off some memorabilia this week. So definitely give them a uh, give them a follow. Check out their YouTube. They've got uh, season or not season one. Uh, series one is dropping. I think next week. Um, I think we're going to try. I don't know how this is going to work with you, Brady. I see if I can find something to ship. Are you coming back to Kelowna? I'll be back around Christmas time. Yeah. Christmas. That's too far. We'll figure out something. We'll try to get you some cards out there. Uh, might be delayed, but uh, <laughs> we're going to get uh, They. I think they hooked us up with like a, like a box or something, a series one. And we're, they're going to have another, uh, like a mixer night that you guys need to check out. Uh, basically what that is, is a bunch of different series. Um, they're going to throw a bunch of different, um, products together and you can draft the team. So you might get, you might get some cards that you have no business getting. Yeah, for... It's just about time we did another box break. I think maybe we could do another one on the show. We'll do a special cut episode where we'll break open a box and see what we get. And maybe we could, we could have Jason on to tell us exactly what we're pulling out of this box. Yeah. And I think that was the plan. I chatted with them, uh, the other week and they've been just absolutely swamped for, uh, getting ready for this series. One thing the Tim Hortons cards came out. I've already spent probably $20. Hopefully my wife can't hear um, on these uh, Timmy's cards. And they're actually a really good set this year. 20 less, like 66 cards. 20, I don't know. I don't know. There's only three cards in a pack. It sucks. It's like a buck a pack. It's two, two bucks a pack. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of money for three cards. You, have you got any PD cards yet? Or I did. My daughter pulled a PD uh, yesterday and they just came out yesterday. We got some canvas cards in there. There's apparently some auto one. Like, Tim Hortons is up their game. Not only do they have the second best coffee out there. Um, wait, no, that's not a promotion. That's that's not a ringing endorsement. They have good coffee, good donuts, and for the next little while, some pretty darn good hockey cards. So again, player's choice. Check them out. You guys definitely want to give them a follow. Get into some of their breaks. The Series 1 thing is going to be sold out. So seriously, if you want some brand new hockey cards, if you want a DiPietro, uh, his young guns, or you want to get the... Lafreniere uh, rookie, which is probably going to be worth a, a butt ton of money. Um, get in on that. Absolutely worth it. Um, longer plug for Players' Choice, but you know what? They're they're good peeps. They're good peeps over yeah, they've there. They've been with us for a while now. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. Round the table, Brady. What's going on with you in the next week, bud? School, 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 man. It's uh, the grind is real. It is. Yeah, I can. I can attest to that, but I'm usually talking about coffee beans. And it's yeah, you definitely stole my joke there. Yes, dad joke. Oh, I'm excited to uh, grind out school for the next couple of weeks. Um, got a break coming up in December, so you know, work hard, and then it's holiday season, and then hockey time. Is there a Canucks, uh, the Canuck Way article that you want to tease that you're thinking about? No, not at the moment. To be honest, I just wrote a few articles. Um, over the last couple of days and uh, taking a break now. So okay. nothing, nothing in the works. It's uh dog days of fall, I guess right now. So That's weird. Uh, yeah. Well, it'll be good when you're up here for the winter, Ryan, you two, we should probably have, uh, we'll get a little shinny game going. We'll get the boys together wearing masks uh, and the girls, whoever wants to come out and play. If you guys want to wear a mask, that's fantastic. A cage, um, full cage. We'll play a little shinny. That means you'll have to put some actual skates on boys and it doesn't matter how good or bad you are, but we'll have some fun with it. I'm excited for that. I'm I'm Sounds just excited fun. to play like a- physical activity sports that isn't me sitting on my couch. Actually, my m- do you have anything else, Ted? Are you good? Uh, what do you got? 
yeah, I don't I don't think I have. Uh, I got some time coming off or time off coming up here too. I think I'll be off from like the uh, like the thirteenth until the new year, December. So, yeah, we'll have to get some stuff in for sure. I need that job. I need that job. Um, I have a confession to make, and I've been thinking like about Usher the confessions. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, this is a tough one for me, guys, and I don't. I know I'm going to be judged on this. But I'm going to get it out there. On the NHL series, I do not play on All-Star. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I've realized that I need to go back uh, back to the training grounds and I got to work my way up again. Um, I'm not proud of myself. I, I could play with the best of them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I rolled in here. And I walked in the living room, and he was up like fifteen to two or something like that. So no, that was the computer actually. <laughs> so I take way too many tripping penalties, which I think the game engine really sucks in that that mindset. I don't know, Brady, have you been playing? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Do you take a lot of tripping penalties like me? Uh, here and there, but uh, I'm with you, man. Twenty one is it's definitely harder. Like, is that year. something we can like, say? We can... Is is I just and we'll we'll finalize on this. It is that okay? Like. Uh, the, the the trip button is bullshit, and it's been like that for the last like four NHLs. I don't even push it anymore. Yeah, I, I, the last game <laughs> I played was fifteen, so <laughs> it's like the only button I push. To be honest, yeah, I'm, I don't... I'm, I'm 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 really good with it. Uh, no, no pokey pokey checky checky for me. Okay, so that's my confession, and I mean, hey, judge me. You know what? I haven't had a new hockey game in like five years, so you know what? Screw you guys. I'm cool now. I can own the cool things. Okay, let's end this episode then so I can play you. Okay. <laughs> On that note, apparently we're done. Um, Shelter, Ernie, let's go. We, we need to make this happen. So, Brady, Ted, I'm Ryan. This is the PP1 Podcast. It's all about Burray. It's all about the Canucks and the crappy Color Rush jerseys. Have a great evening, folks. Peace. Peace. Hey, guys, it's Dean Blundell here. Check out my show Monday through Friday at DeanBlundell.com. We stream live daily at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitter. Facebook, YouTube. I'm joined by Lachlan Cross and a collection of guests to discuss tough topics mainstream media doesn't want to touch. And if you can't join us live, just download the podcast on your time. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and at DeanBlundell.com. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.